When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Book related. I finished yeah? The Hawthorne Legacy. So if you want to oh take that gosh. with you. How was it? It was good. It was enjoyable. I think I liked the first one a little bit better, but the, the there definitely was surprises in this one and yeah. I was like a little... I was like, huh, oh, oh, okay, I wasn't expecting this, I wasn't expecting this. When is it due? Um, I think I've got like two weeks or something. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I literally just picked up four books. <laughs> they all yeah. came at once. Like, they they're ones do. that I've had on the wait list for like months. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, I, I'm still chugging along on Prior to the Orange Tree. It's yeah. really good. Like, it's mm-hmm. enjoyable. It's just. It's a big one. It's a big one, and it's. It's not like a suck you in like Crescent City where you have to finish it in a day and a half. At least at this point. Yeah. It's not. But it may get there. But it's still enjoyable to read. Still a very good book. Okay. I'm just not speed reading to get to the end. Yeah. Um, So I'm still reading that. I want to read Book Lovers this weekend. But like I've only like completed like one other book this month. Oh my gosh. I think so. I've just been so busy. Yeah. Okay. I'm at, I've completed one audiobook and one regular book that's okay there's no judgment so hoping i can get into back into the reading mm-hmm. mode i also just like the last like month or two have just been like so tired and so sick that it's like the second i hit the bed i'm like yeah no time for reading i'm out <laughs> so like my evening reading time has almost disappeared so yeah. we're getting there but welcome back everyone welcome back for episode four episode four of a court of frost and starlight i was yes. about to say fairies and fangirls and that is not <laughs> not the book it's our podcast it is our podcast um so we did chapters 15 through 19 mm-hmm. and we're calling this episode traditions because mm-hmm. there's a lot of fun Solstice traditions there that are. pop up mm-hmm. throughout this chapter or these set of chapters. Um, what were your thoughts overall? Overall, I, I liked this set of chapters. Yeah. Um, it was just like fun to experience getting ready for Solstice. Um, yeah, I just, I really, it, it was joyful. It was very joyful. Mm-hmm. That's the fun thing. Like this, see this novella or seasonella novella, um, like, in terms of like substance, mm-hmm. it's not super exciting at times, you no. know, but I feel like what SJM has done a really good job of in this book is just making it joyful and like mm-hmm. almost like a celebration yeah. of these characters. Mm-hmm. And this section of chapters, I felt like she really like yeah. amped that up and did it really well. Mm-hmm. So we'll get started with chapter 15. Okay. Ba, ba, ba. Here we go. Um, 
Summary is, Feyre visits the shops of Valaris, her secret paint studio, and Amrin. Hmm. I really enjoyed uh, the experience of Feyre and Elaine meeting this weaver and yeah. just how it seemed to really make Feyre realize what she has and what she like very nearly lost. Yeah. Um, I think it was just a really good motivator for her to realize like what she wants and what need, what she needs for herself. Yeah. I so. totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so Feyre is worried about trying to find the gift for Reese mm-hmm. and luckily Elaine is hanging out and is, was just as sleepless as she was, was wide awake in the morning. And so the two of them venture into Valaris yep. to go gift shopping. Um, and I thought Elaine was super observant. Yeah, so Feyre. insightful. So insightful. Um, she says, I know it's not easy for you. And Pharaoh's like, what's not easy? And Elaine says, buying things without a dire need to do so. Um, and Pharaoh says, we have everything we need. Buying presents feels excessive. And Elaine's response is just like so full of wisdom. She goes, it's their tradition, though, one that they fought and died to protect in the war. Perhaps that's the better way to think of it rather than feeling guilty to remember that this day means something to them, all of them, regardless of who has more, who has less. And in celebrating the traditions, even through the presence, we honor those who fought for its very existence, for the peace the city now has. That's so, like, wise. I know. Well, and it's, it's funny because right after that, she says, for a moment, I just stared at my sister, the wisdom she'd spoken. Not a whisper of those oracular abilities, just clear eyes and an open expression. You're right, I said, taking in the insignia, insignia rising before me. But it's just like, she's like, you're right. Like, it's, it's, it's weird for like Elaine to give such insight yeah. and like depthful thought to something because I feel like all we do is see her bake bread, garden, and yeah. be a seer. It's never just like actual in the moment like thought yeah so i thought that was really surprising i agree um let's see what else so elaine is shopping for a gift for nesta Mm -hmm. um and this just like made me sad it said she hadn't bought anything in the hour we'd already been out but she'd stopped often enough to contemplate a gift for nesta she'd said she was looking for a gift for our sister regardless of whether nesta deigned to join us tomorrow yeah i'm like nesta i know just show up but Elaine is just being a sweetheart right now. Yeah. So they go into this shop and they see this, like, I don't know. Tapestry? T- tapestry. It's, and Farrah like, goes to touch it. It's got this, like, black fabric that she's never seen before. And Farrah touches it and she's like, it's like this velvety soft surface and her hand almost seems to, like, vanish in it, which, which I'm like. Interesting. Like, very I mean, interesting. Magic. I know. Um, she's like just like the light all gets gobbled up by this fabric mm-hmm. so it's I don't know it's really interesting and so she asks the um, like shop owner who's like the weaver of it what like what it is what it's called um, and she says like it's an unusual fabric so she's assuming that people will ask about it she says I call it void it absorbs the light creates a complete lack of color and Elaine asks you made it and she says, a newer experiment of mine to see how darkness might be made, woven, to see if I could take it farther, deeper than any weaver has before. And she asks why. Basically, the weaver says, I thought we'd have it. Oh, well, she explains it like her husband died mm-hmm. in the war. Um, and then basically she says, like, I thought we'd have a thousand more years together. In the 300 years we were wed, we never had the chance to have children. I don't even have a piece of him in that way. He's gone and I am not. Void was born of that feeling. Just like, that's, that's so sad. So sad. But like, also, it's amazing that people can create such beautiful things yeah. out of loss. 
Like yeah. I have such respect for artists that can make the, these masterpieces out of sorrow mm-hmm. when it like brings me not joy, but like you feel like the emotion through it. Yeah. And it's like just, I, I find that so impressive. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And obviously this has Feyre thinking about what she just went through with Reese because she almost lost Reese. Right. And it's like, I know. you know, that could have been her mm-hmm. or any of them very easily. Yeah. And there's um, like, um, there, so there's like silver thread that goes yeah. through this void. Um, and then Elaine asks the silver thread, what is that called? And the weaver paused and she looks and she says, I call it hope. I'm just like, that's so sweet. It's so sweet. I love it. And I just, I'm in awe of her, but she, um, is like, she clearly doesn't like, like the piece obviously because she's had a lot of pain Mm -hmm. attached to it. I thought it was interesting. Elaine asked, why not take it down? Mm -hmm. And her answer is, because I do not want to keep it. So she's like, I want to get this out. Which it's just, I mean, I guess I can can understand Mm -hmm. where she's coming from in that. But It's just an interesting thing. Um, And so Farah, she's kind of like looking at it and she says, how? How do you keep creating despite what you lost? And she said, I have to. Farrah says, the simple words hit me like a blow. And the weaver went on, I have to create or it was all for nothing. I have to create or I will crumple up with despair and never leave my bed. I have to create because I have no other way of voicing this. Her hand rested on her heart and my eyes burned. It is hard, the weaver said, her stare never leaving mine. And it hurts. But if I were to stop, if I were to let this loom or this spindle go silent, then there would be no hope shining in the void. My mouth trembled, and the weaver reached over to squeeze my hand, her callous fingers warm against mine. I had no words to offer her, nothing to convey what surged in my chest, nothing other than I would like to buy that tapestry. It's just beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And, like, Farrah is, like, this gift, this tapestry was a gift for no one but myself. And I just, like, I love that she felt so moved by it that Mm -hmm. she wanted to buy it from this weaver. Well, and I think, right, when we go back to, like, the beginning of, like, Akamak, when Pharaoh was just a total mess, mm-hmm. you know, I remember us being, like, paint, Pharaoh, paint, like... Yeah, get it out. Get it <laughs> out. And so it's just, it's, you know, I think there's probably some emotion tied to that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, her seeing a woman who went through grief that she very well could be going through, but she's pushing on and she's doing the creating and she's, like... On. It's just it's just really inspirational, I feel yeah. like, for Feyre. Mm-hmm. So, it's just sad. I know. <laughs> so, it's like, it was a sweet moment, but it was a sad moment. Yeah. Um, but, as we said, this was a very inspiring moment for Feyre. So, after mm-hmm. she bought that gift, she went to that secret studio mm-hmm. and just painted. Yeah. yeah. She said, some paintings were quick, swift re- renderings. Some I began plotting out with pencil and paper, mulling over the canvas needed, the paint I'd like to use. I painted through the grief that lingered at the weaver's story, painted for her loss. I painted all that rose within me, letting the past bleed onto the canvas, a blessed relief with each stroke of my brush. And it's like, look at this like growth here of like processing yes. <laughs> our feelings and trauma through such like a productive mm-hmm. um, like expression. Yeah. So... But she is startled by Racina coming in. Caught. <laughs> Caught in the act. <laughs> um, and Farrah is, like, freaking out. She starts, like, 
putting all of her paintings and like supplies into like that weird portal in pocket void thing yeah that space in between <laughs> she's like just throwing everything in there she's like i don't care if it's dry like whatever just toss it in yeah um just like a mad dash to get out of there um and Racino winds up telling her that the family is motivated to sell this place mm-hmm. if she wants to kind of like make an offer consider buying it yeah and Racino's nothing but great she's like you're yeah. fine mm-hmm. <laughs> but Feyre's just clearly embarrassed yeah um, but I thought it was interesting. So she like rushes out of there mm-hmm. and runs smack into Reese. Right. And they're kind of walking together. Mm-hmm. And she says to him, do you think it's stupid to wonder if painting might help others too? Not my painting, I mean, but teaching others to paint, letting them paint people who might struggle the same way I do. And Reese says, I don't think that's stupid at all. And I'm just like, are we starting to dream? I know. Is that what's happening? Ugh. I love it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Anything else? Well, just more in that conversation. She's like, she's being like super vulnerable. She's like, yeah. do you think anyone would come if such a space, such a thing were available? He says, you'll have to see, I suppose. Yeah. That's the scary part of these things. Mm-hmm. Of having like such a dream. Yeah. So. But I mean, clearly it's helped at least two people. Mm-hmm. So why not more? Yeah. Um, and then we pay Amber to visit. Yes. I love this. <laughs> Such a funny interaction. Mm-hmm. So she comes upon um, Amarin doing a puzzle. Mm-hmm. She is all by herself, but there is a, a wonderful smell mm-hmm. that is coming from um, her apartment. Not a houseboat. Nope. Um, that says that she's been having some good times with Marion. Mm-hmm. And right now she's just casually working on a puzzle. Like... You know, what all of us do when we're on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So she's basically wanting to talk to Amryn about Nesta. Yes. Um, so Amryn's like, I suspected as much. And is asking, like, have you spoken to her? And apparently she comes by every few days. Oh, what? So rude. Farrah's like, I can't even get, like, Nesta to talk to me or Elaine. And yet she goes and sees Amryn, like, every so few days. Shitty. Yeah. And Amryn's like, is it so hard to believe? I'm like, like, and it's like, well, it's not Amryn. It's just like the fact that well, it's that she's blowing off a lane. Yeah, like if you ditched Farah, fine. But you've been ditching Farah your whole life, right? But the fact that you're blowing off a lane, I just, I'm like, what? Yeah. But, anyways, Amryn says that she's like, I like your sister. I'm like what? Um, and she says, I like her because so few do. I like her because she is not easy to be around or to understand. Fairy goes, but? And Hammer's like, but nothing because I like her. I'm not inclined to gossip about her current state. And Fairy goes, it's not gossip. I'm concerned. We all are. She's starting down a path that, and Amber interrupts. She says, I will not betray her confidence. Fairy goes, she's talked to you. And like, I just, it's like so hard. It's like your sister is like not confiding in you. And she's choosing this person that like, she she doesn't really know to choose. Like she's choosing her over you. And I feel like Farrah's already felt like Nesta's chosen everyone over her already. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of just amplifying that. Definitely see how it can hurt her feelings. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Mm. But let's see, Amryn. She gives her some advice. She Mm -hmm. just says, give her time, give her space, give her the opportunity to sort through this on her own. And Vera says, it's been months. And Amran says, she's an immortal. Months are inconsequential, which is good perspective. It is. But also, I mean, Nesta's such a new 
immortal. Yeah. But it's like I feel like to her, she should be dealing with it in human lengths of in time. In a way. I think almost. we still think of them as human sometimes. Right. But then again, it's like she – it took her how many years and she still hadn't processed her mom trauma. Yeah. Like from when she died. So I feel like we need like another 22 years, 23 yeah. years before she would process this trauma. Probably. <laughs> But um, Farah kind of wraps things up with just asking her to, you know, if, if Nesta comes by to try to get her to come to Solstice. Mm-hmm. And Aaron makes no promises, yeah. but we're hopeful. Mm-hmm. And that's it for that chapter. Yep. Um, chapter 16, I put the townhouse is packed as Solstice celebrations continue. And it's a recent chapter. Mm-hmm. What'd you notice? So we're getting ready on Solstice Eve. And Woo. like the townhouse definitely feels tight. Like with all I the know. people in it. I feel the like claustrophobia of it. But it's just, it's nice that it's shared with friends and family. So true. Um, I'm going to be honest. I did not have many notes in this chapter. No, I didn't either. Anything you want to highlight? Um, so yeah. So Reese is back with Cassie and Az in the townhouse after returning from Devlin's camp. Um, good news is that Devlin actually created like a training schedule for the females, which I was like, this is a, this is a huge step. This is amazing. It's a huge step. Um, but who knows like if it'll actually hold mm-hmm. and like do anything with that. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Um. Let's see. They're all kind of hanging out. I thought it was interesting at one point where they brought up Tarquin mm-hmm. and asked about, they were like, oh, I guess you wouldn't really celebrate like winter solstice in summer. Yeah. Um, but they do celebrate summer solstice there makes sense obviously um but i thought it was funny uh pharaoh's like oh perhaps we should have invited him mm-hmm. and reese is like it's up to you and varian goes i'll think about it and i'm like <laughs> he just wants time with his girl he does yes. not want another high lord he, no. he is high lord here let let the man enjoy amran mm-hmm. but um it just it was sweet seeing these like interactions together in such like a fun casual like holiday sense yeah um, and then we go, we're up in like the little bedroom where Az and Cassian are sharing, which is like, oh, just yeah. so funny. They're like these little doll beds for them. That's so funny. And I thought it was really interesting. So Reese is up there and he basically like, he's thinking that Cassian would need his or want his own place soon oh, yeah. in regards to like, he's assuming something's going on with Nesta. Yep. Um, but then he says, not that anything was happening on that front. Not anytime soon. Nesta had made it clear enough. She had no interest in Cassian. Not even in being in the same room as him. I knew why. I'd seen it happen. Had felt that way plenty. I was like, what do you mean you know why? What What do you know, Reese? Huh. I did not catch that. I was like, I don't understand. How do, what do, you, how do you know? What do you know? Who talked to you? Like, what's going on? He had felt that way plenty. Huh. Like, I'm assuming it has something to do with her maybe killing during the war or seeing people killed like yeah. because he was in wars and saw people killed kill people so like he like understands that like post-war ptsd maybe that's like the only thing i could think of otherwise i was like did you like dive into her mind and not say oh, anything like shit. that's probably what it is and like but like tell nobody kind of thing that's what i'm wondering maybe maybe he's like empathizing with her for once maybe that's weird mm-hmm <laughs> Um, anything else you notice in this chapter? Um, so after that, like Reese is just admiring Farah. Um, mm-hmm. it's which is sweet and just getting pretty heated thoughts until Amarin cuts him off and uh, you know cools it down because he's giving off too much scent. <laughs> which I was like, that's it's so weird to like think that if I was thinking raunchy thoughts about yes. my person that I'd be giving off 
assent and like other people would know that I'm thinking those thoughts it's just kind of odd and funny it it is so funny especially especially as a pregnant person yeah no (laughs) (laughs) um but But, anywho yeah other than that that was all I had for that chapter yeah okay then chapter 17 I put Feyre enjoys a quiet solstice morning and the townhouse gets one more visitor Mm -hmm. would you notice so I really like the gifts that Reese gets Farah. They're yeah. just like, they're not gaudy. They're just practical, nice things that she loves and would yes. use. Like She's not, not a material girl. No, not trying to <laughs> impress her either. It's just kind yeah. of like, I thought of you kind of thing. And yeah. you'd like these. So. I love that. But it's Farah's birthday. It's Farah's birthday. Winter solstice. Mm-hmm. So she wakes up with a hangover and presents from <laughs> Reese. So great combo. Yeah. Um, he gets her like this beautiful leather sketchbook and he gets her like a blue wool scarf so she doesn't steal mores anymore. Yep. And third is this leather satchel for her painting supplies. Like yes. Those are very good gifts, Reese. Good job. Very good. Mm-hmm. I, I have to shop similarly for my husband who mm-hmm. hates birthdays. It's like, okay. What can I get that's practical? Mm-hmm. Because that's if if I'm gonna squeeze anything by on a birthday, yep. it needs to be a practical mm-hmm. gift. Um, but I thought it was so funny. Favor's response was, "This is exactly what I would have asked for." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Had you not been hoping that your own mate would forget your birthday?" Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Had I not been hoping for that?" <laughs> it just it made me laugh. Yeah, but then she gifts herself getting to draw Reese naked. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It's your birthday, girl. You do yep. what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's clearly like a very like late start to the morning. Like it's 11 o'clock mm-hmm. and they start sauntering downstairs and everything's quiet still. They're slowly eating. They're getting some breakfast. Reese is in his Illyrian leathers. Which, which is, is already a red flag. Very odd. You're like, mm, okay. Um, but it starts to make a little more sense when all of a sudden two massive figures filled the archway of the dining room. And it is Azrael and Cassian having crept up also in their Illyrian yetter, their Illyrian leathers. And it says, and from their shit eating grins, I knew this would not end well. Mm. So they like snatch <clears throat> Reese away and they disappear because tradition. Tradition. Hence that's the name of our episode. And that's all we know. <laughs> and then they're gone. <laughs> You're like, um, okay. What you up to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, really, I mean, just Elaine hangs out with Fair in the kitchen, mm-hmm. only to be interrupted by a knock at the door. And who is it? It's not Nesta, which we thought it would be. Yes. It which is it's like relief in a way. Because it yeah. said, like, when the knock happened, this broke my heart a little bit. It said, Elaine moved fast enough that I could barely keep up. And mm. you're like, oh, she wants it to be her sister so bad. I know. But it is Lucian. Which is the last person Elaine wants to see. I know. Um, so yeah, Lucian has arrived. Mm-hmm. Chapter 18. Uh, Feyre and Elaine get a visit from Lucian and more enlightens Feyre to what the Bat Boys are up to. Mm. What'd you notice? I just felt bad for Lucian. Like, yeah. especially when he goes into how part of it is Feyre's fault, like in regards to the spring court. Ugh. I just, that was like really hard yeah. for me to read. This was not like a fun, like interaction between them no like it wasn't bad it just wasn't no fun. and i felt like he wasn't like i mean i'm sure he was angry and upset deep down but i felt like he didn't come off as like angry at farah no i mean she was being a little bitchy at some point she was <laughs> yeah but it's like i felt like he handled it as well as he could have yeah so he brought presents for them yeah which so i was he like that's so Feyre thoughtful and Elaine, so thoughtful 
Um, and Pharaoh offers for him to spend the night, but apparently he has other plans. Mm-hmm. And you're like, with who? Um, and you just we come to find out that Jurian and Vasa, he's been become really close with them, spends a lot of time with them, mm-hmm. especially as you know, the human emissary now for the night court. Yep. Um, he spends a lot of time out there with them. Yeah, and they're at Elaine's old fiance's manor. Which is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Especially for Lucian. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, like, Jurian is kind of running things over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would probably be king if Vasa wasn't a queen. Which is, I'm like, good for you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pro-Jurian, so I'm okay with this. Yeah. Um, but, like, Vasa and Jurian, apparently, like, they sort of get along-ish. Yeah. It's like they have – they want the same things, but it's just they, they go about it very differently. So right. I'm sure it's a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. And then, apparently, she's still there also, mm-hmm. which is – I'm like, wasn't there a spell? Don't I know. Don't you have to go? But somehow they're still evading it, and she's still there. Mm-hmm. So Lucian, let's see, he asks Farah about Elaine um, and if she has moved on from Grayson, mm. which is, like, I feel bad. But yeah. apparently, like, he doesn't think much of Grayson at all. Which um, I don't blame him. I, I don't, don't either. either. No. <laughs> but it's like, at least he hasn't killed him. So, which, especially when you think back to, like, how Reese was yes. when that mating bond snapped into place, it's like, mm. he was attacking Cassian, yep. like, his best friend. So it's like, can you imagine, like, Lucian, who hates this male because elaine was engaged to him yep. and like trying to not do anything that's, that's immense self-control self-control to the max yep so but yeah fair is like trying to convince lucian to come live in Valaris after solstice mm-hmm. um but he doesn't really see a point since elaine won't even spend like two minutes with him and i don't really blame him <sighs> I don't either. Like, Farrah says something along the lines of, like, you know, just, like, remember they were engaged. Like, give her time Mm -hmm. to accept it. And he goes, to accept a life shackled to me. And it's just, like, ugh. But that's how it seems. I mean, I I don't blame him. I know. For feeling this way. No. Um, But, I mean, he's, like, I have, like, friends. Like, Jurian and Vasa are his friends. Right. They call themselves the Band of Exiles. Which is, like kind of cute i know and he like he says he's like i'm not staying with them the manor is ours so it's like what well like i think that's reiterating the fact that it's like he's not just like crashing with them yeah he's one of them kind of thing yeah so it's just it's a really interesting dynamic Mm -hmm. for sure um but i know i just like all in all i feel really bad for lucian because pharaoh's honestly just kind of being a bitch about this band of exiles so much she's like and what exactly does this band of exiles plan to do host events organize party planning committees i was like pharaoh what is wrong with you why are you being like this yeah it was a little, it was a little much um and she kind of like realizes she's being an asshole and lucian says i don't have anywhere else to go you ruined any chance i have of going back to spring not to tamlin but to the court beyond his house everyone either still believes the lies you spun or they believe me complicit in their deceit or in your deceit and as for here i can't stand to be in the same room for her for more than two minutes i can't stand to be in this court and have your mate pay for the very clothes on my back it's just like wow and, you know, she was like, I, I feel like she was probably about to ask about Tamlin. And he like let on in with this. He says, Tamlin sent, um, oh, so 
he, she notices the jacket that yeah. he's wearing. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And t- Lucian says that Tamlin sent it to our manor yesterday. My clothes, my belongings, all of it. He had it sent from the spring court and dumped on the doorstep. And Feyre says, why? And he says, perhaps it had something to do with your mate's visit the other day. And it's just like, God, they made so, things so much worse for Lucian. Like, we thought, yeah. we're like, he's there for solstice. Maybe they're patching things up mm-hmm. from Akawar. And Tamlin's just like, no, I don't even want to see you again. No. Like, ugh, poor Lucian. Yeah. And I mean, like, he tells Feyre, he's like, your mate should have known better than to kick a downed male. And I agree. Like, we yeah. we know this. He definitely, like, what he said was uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah. So, and, like, once Lucian leaves, like, Farrah takes out her anger on Elaine, which, uh, eh, not the best move, but yeah. she's like, why couldn't you, like, say anything to Lucian? Like, why can't yeah. you give him a chance? Which yeah. is, like, a fair question. It is. Um, and Elaine, she's like, she basically says, like, she doesn't want a male or a mate. Basically, she just wants her old human man back. It's kind of like what. Girl, get over it. Get, he said no At to At this you. point? Yeah. It's been months. After what happened in Akawar, you need to be over it. Yeah, why do you want to be with a guy that treats you like that? <laughs> it's just like, come on. And she's not even, because like, I mean, we're kind of seeing this like interesting connection with Azrael. It's not even that. She's like literally just saying like, she doesn't want a, a male. No. It's because she wants a human man. It's right. like, really? Yeah, I'm like, you. okay, well, you're cordial to Azrael. You're cordial to Cassie and you're cordial to Reese. You can't be cordial to Lucian. Right. You don't have to lead him on. You don't have to do anything, but you could, like, acknowledge his presence. Like, don't yeah. be a total a-hole. Yeah, because Pharaoh says at one point he brought you a present, and she says, and that entitles him to my time, my affections. It's like, he's just trying to be nice to you. You could just say thank you. Like, there, like there's no need for this hostility no. with him. You don't have to be obsessed with him. You but don't have to be his mate. Like, you can choose no, but, like, at least just be a kind human like you are to everyone yeah. else. Yeah. So. Doesn't end well, but no. um, Farrah leaves the kitchen, runs into Moore, mm-hmm. and Moore gives her some good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, she just uh, tells her to stay out of it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's not ready, and neither is he, no matter how many presents he brings. Mm-hmm. And she said, let him live with his band of exiles. Let him deal with Tamlin in his own way. Let him figure out where he wants to be, who he wants to be. And the same goes with her. Yeah. And it's like. It's good advice. That's true. You know, Pharaoh's starting to be a little bit of a busybody, And she just needs to mm-hmm. let them figure things out. We can't fix everything for everybody. Yeah. And then more windows Pharaoh to the cabin. Yes. Because she's like, oh, you don't know what they're doing? Mm-hmm. A it's a snowball, snowball fight. fight. I love it. They've been doing this every solstice morning for the last like 500 years and they have a running tally of winners. Like, I love it so much. It's the best. Like this was so unexpected and delightful. Yeah. So that's what the three of them have been up to mm-hmm. all day is they've just been out snowball fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Moore says that she, you know, typically just kind of like comes up and goes to the cabin and just like drinks while they're all out there. Yeah. Which sounds perfectly lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see what else. So they went, they, they have their snowball fight, which is no magic, no wings, no breaks. Um, and Feyre asks, how do they even decide who wins? Which Mm -hmm. I think is a great question. We don't really get a serious answer (laughs) on that. Um, and that's the end of this chapter, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, last chapter, chapter yep. 19, solstice celebrations continue with the much-anticipated 
presence. Mm-hmm. What'd you notice? I just, I love the snowball fight so much. Yeah. So, so much. So, so much. So, Asriel won. Good for him. Congratulations. Congrats. Um, And then the boys go out into their sauna. Yeah, <laughs> Like, they just go sit naked together in the sauna. Which, I always, I'm not a sauna person. Are you a sauna person? I like a sauna, but I find it odd that, like, people just go in there naked. Like, like totally na- naked. Totally naked. They're not wearing, like, a towel or anything. No bizarre it's very odd to me people are a little too comfortable with their naked but that's me yeah i shouldn't say that people should be comfortable with their bodies but like <laughs> i just find it odd to like sit together in a group and sweat. public place you are sitting naked and sweating yeah it's just like if i was in the pool like maybe like a cool pool where everybody like kind of sits around the ledges yeah like that's one thing but like to be sitting there like sweating or it's like your own personal sauna there's not yeah. anyone else in there with you i just don't like to sweat in front of people i find it weird sweating is gross it is so it's like to sweat naked in front of people it's just not my jam not my jam i shouldn't shame anyone it's not my jam yeah um but Feyre and reese are talking mind to mind and mm-hmm. this is just so funny yes he says um interested in taking a look and she goes go back to your sweating and he goes there's room for one more in here she's like i thought mates were territorial i'm like we've never <laughs> we've never crossed this like mm-hmm. four-way yeah idea um but he goes i'm always eager to learn what sparks your interest Farah, darling and it just it just made me laugh i know um but she sends him an image down the little mind bond thing that gets him kicked out of the sauna. Mm-hmm. Yes, his man is standing at attention. <laughs> it's just so funny. I love that they kick him out. Like, it's too funny. That's when it becomes uncool. Yeah. So, anywho. Um, so they're kind of enjoying the morning mm-hmm. uh, or the afternoon, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Finally, we're back in the townhouse. This is like the true culmination of solstice celebrations yep everybody's in their sunday best <laughs> yes which i love mm-hmm. and reese gives a little speech he says to the blessed darkness from which we are born and to which we return which was just simple and i liked it yeah because it's, it's the longest night of the year it is and let's see what else is happening they bring out a birthday cake birthday cake she couldn't you know hide that birthday surprise surprise and I love this birthday cake. Oh, my so gosh. Elaine designed it. And I love it's it. three tiers. So the, the top tier is flowers for Elaine. The mm-hmm. middle tier is flames for Nesta. And the bottom tier is stars, just like the dresser that Farah had painted. I love it. So sweet. And Elaine had asked for it to be stacked that way because she said, you're the foundation. You're the one who lifts us. You always have been. Give her the recognition she deserves. Yes. I'm like, how can you be this sweet and you were a total dick delusion? Like, hmm. But, Anyways. <laughs> but it's a very sweet moment. It is. I'm really glad that despite Farah not wanting to celebrate her birthday. She is celebrating. They do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we start getting to the presents, which we find out Reese is like Hidden the them. keeper of the presents. <laughs> he hides everybody's presents in this like little pocket void thing. Because otherwise they would all try to sneak. Which I honestly am not surprised by. No, them? No. <laughs> Azrael, I was surprised. But yeah, like, that's true. More that Cassian? Was... No. Yep. And so they're getting themselves set up to start opening presents when there is a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. And it is Nesta. Yeah. Anything else you notice in this chapter? 
Well, just so like the gifts that are given in this chapter. So yes. As got Amran. Oh, that's um, right. We did give a few pearl earrings, mm-hmm. and then Cassian got more a red like negligee, and I was oh like, gosh. wait, what? And Moore's like, that's exactly the one I picked out. Like, <laughs> I was like, good job, Cassian. Yeah, but that's yeah. Hilarious. So then there's a knock at the door, and it is Nesta. Yes. So far, great gifts have been given. Mm-hmm. But that's the end of this week. Yeah. And next week's finale week. I know. I'm very curious to see how Nesta will interact. I know. What a cliffhanger. I know. Um, So we're going to be doing chapters 20 through 28, just through to the end of the book. Yeah. Next week. Um, And we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at at fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.